Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Jingle bells, jingle bells. I can't sing anymore because the movie will be copyrighted. <laughs> See what I did there, Luke. Is the Batman Smells version? Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Is that copyrighted? <laughs> Yeah, you can say that. You can sing the Batman Smells Robin laid an egg version, but you can't sing yes. the official version. The the official version, right. yeah. It's getting a little nearer to Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Surprisingly enough, have... I went shopping yesterday. Like, I went to multiple mm -hmm. different stores. Now that I think about it, I didn't even... I didn't, like, register until you just started doing that, the singing. But I didn't mm -hmm. hear any Christmas music when I was at the store. Ooh, that's weird. Is it because is it because the leftists are getting Christmas? It's an attack on Christmas as the. I was radical... listening to podcasts, like you know, I had head a headphone mm -hmm. in most of the time, but you know that you you still you would hear. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't Did know. Do you see Fat Man in a red suit <laughs> with children on his lap? <laughs> I didn't see that. No, <laughs> no. So you didn't went. Uh, you didn't go to the Mall of America. No, I didn't go to any malls. No, I didn't see any fat men with children on their lap, even if they weren't Santa. So that's the only mall that I could think of is Mall of America. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest mall. Like, what is another mall? I can't even think of another mall like that I would be able to name that anybody. And would you know. are from America. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, are there any other like famous malls though? I think like as far because the the period of malls has been dead and gone for what 20, oh, yeah, yeah. 20 years for... at this point. At least, at least. I mean, yeah. maybe the early 2000s is, like, when they started dying out, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely remember, as a kid, going, like, in the 90s, uh, going to the mall, Christmas yeah. shopping with my mom and my, my family. Yep, me going too. Specifically to, like, this one mall that had uh, water features that went through the floor, like little rivers that were covered by, you know, Ooh. like a little pl clear plastic. Uh, I remember as a kid being like, that is the coolest, like, uh, <laughs> I would love to have that in my, in my house when I grow up kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, of course, like the, the feasibility of that, like keeping the water in there clean as like a homeowner would be ridiculous, but maybe it depends. I, I knew someone that had, um, uh, water heating and in, in his, uh, in your floor. Yes, in his floor. I know people that have and, that. Sorry? I know some people that have that, yeah. Yeah, that's it's shit expensive. And I was thinking maybe if you could make that clear, that would be cool. Yeah, it's, like yeah I think it's it. keeping the water looking nice, though. You know, like pumping yeah. just water through is... But making it look, like, nice and clear and, like, they had... You know, it had, like, decorative rocks in there to make it look like a little river. Ooh. Um, Ooh. That would be the hard part is is keeping it looking nice because like you know algae and stuff is going to start growing in there and things like that. But here, here's the thousand dollar question: Is that mall still there? <laughs> I don't know to be honest. Uh, I mean, I worked in multiple malls 
when I worked at a, the when I worked at movie theaters because movie theaters right. are like because Cineplex is a sewer always like mall and they're like I, well not all, all yeah. of them like there's some that are like you know exterior to the mall sometimes they'll be in the mall right. parking lot but the separate building sometimes that kind of right. thing but I worked in two movie theaters that were physically in malls like connected to the food court kind of thing um yeah, yeah, I, I learned that from clerks. <laughs> and e even when I was working there then, like you could see the bigger businesses already leaving, the the JC Pennies, the Sears, which these things basically don't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh I when I left the last theater I worked at, the theater the two theaters that were in that mall were were the big attractions. Nobody was going mm. to that mall to like just go shopping or whatever most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to another Mall Talk, episode one. Well, we were talking Christmas, <laughs> and like, as far as Christmas goes, going to the mall was a huge part of my childhood oh, Christmas. Yeah. Mine, uh, mine as well. For sure. I still remember I was spying on my mom, and she bought me a chemistry set, and she caught me and had to return it, so I didn't see what it was. <laughs> right. Uh, and... And me being angry at Christmas for spying her at her because the one thing I was wishing that Christmas was the chemistry set. I'm kind of happy that she didn't do it now, now that I know what was in that chemistry set. Uh, because all of those chemistry sets are like, yeah, did you have this chemistry set when you were a child? Well, you could sue someone. <laughs> Is it the one that's like, uh, what, what do you, it's got like radioactive material in it yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had chemistry sets when I was a kid. I don't know if, probably not. They probably didn't have that in it. Maybe. Maybe. It, 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 it explains a lot, I would say. <laughs> I know that when our like our parents were kids, chemistry sets had like uh, mercury in it, which mercury and yeah, that they kids would play with and stuff, and obviously that mm -hmm. is terrible, mercury poisoning right there. People just didn't know any better, right? Yeah, yeah. And what was that uh, metal that uh, is the only metal that uh, is liquid in room temperature? Uh, what? Gallium. Gallium, yeah. I don't know why I, I know that. that. I have no idea why I know that, but that's yeah. non-toxic as long as you don't like eat it. Yes. It's not the same yes. as yeah. It's like the safer version. Uh don't eat it though. <laughs> I was shopping that's... for my little like nieces and nephews and I I was in the toy section obviously. Yes. Uh I saw some micro Gallium. machines. <laughs> Oh, micro machines! Right. Jesus Christ, that's nineties. Well, and apparently it's back. That's what I was thinking too. Is like this is very nineties, yeah. but I remember it going like getting them getting rid of it completely because it was like a choking hazard when we were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's back. It I guess to, kids are smarter now. Parts. I guess. Well, <laughs> parents are stricter. Yeah, maybe they're just not as micro as they were, so they're less, like, of a choking mm -hmm. hazard. Uh, I'd have to compare the old ones. I think I probably have some old ones, like, somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh, I still miss the cars that changed color when they were touched. Do you uh, remember those? Well, I had ones that you put it under water and it would change color. Yeah. Yeah, I had those. My favorite, like, <sighs> uh... 
random ass toy from my childhood that like didn't exist before and after I was a kid was a uh, crash test mm-hmm. dummies. Those toys oh, that yeah. would just explode. It was a toy meant to break. Yeah. It, the, the, yeah. the whole point was it was supposed to break, which was, uh, it was fun for a while, but those toys were not made very well. So I imagine they don't, there's not many of them less left in like circulation. Yeah, that in Super Soccer. Are they existing still? See, Super Soaker is it was because I have a, a a summer birthday, which you kind of are pretty close to summer also. Super Soaker well, was always like yeah. a birthday present thing, where it not mm-hmm. necessarily a Christmas thing for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, the reason why we're talking so much about things right now is because we have absolutely no fucking news this week. <laughs> Well, I mean, we got some news. It's just not like it's not that interesting. So even the stories we do talk about, they're not. We're not going to go that like right. in depth or anything because they're not, not, not <laughs> super funny or anything. Yeah. The TV round is a little bit boring. The movie round is a little bit boring. Yeah. I've got a lot of TV actually. There was a bunch of TV this week actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that I have seen. Yeah, but not not news. News oh right, news. The, the yeah, the news. Right, yeah. Slow mm-hmm. news week this week. I don't know why, but uh, definitely sl- slow until like maybe the last day. There was like two or three stories yeah. that came up. Yeah. For example, Ukraine strikes two military bases inside Russia using unmanned drones. Explosions that struck two uh, air bases inside Russia on Monday were a result of drone attacks by Ukraine. What I'm hearing is there's a third now. That- Yes, okay. that's what I've heard as well. Right. According to the Russian and Ukrainian officials, in what appears to be an audacious attempt to hit a long-range, hit long-range bomb- bombers that Russia has been using to devastate Ukraine's power grid, Russia's defense ministry on Monday confirmed the attacks on the bases. These unprecedented strikes were the first time Ukraine so far has hit so far into Russia, targeting bases that that generally. Uh, have been thought to be untouchable, according to military experts. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. It's like I I saw this uh, both yesterday and uh, today in the Norwegian news. Uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, military was in the beginning, or like, no, we're not going to confirm that it's us. Uh, I think they were actually denying it was them at one point. Not really. They were not denying it. They were just saying we don't want to really talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But in a, yeah. there was cryptic like messages on like Twitter and stuff from certain Ukrainian officials who were alluding to the fact that it was them. And then I guess later they came out and admitted it. I, I don't. I don't understand. Uh, it it kind of goes to the Crimea br- bridge explosion, which I think at this point right. we also know was Ukraine, but they still are denying that that was them, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I think they would have if if it wouldn't have been at so much pressure for them to reveal it that they would have uh, mm-hmm. followed the same playbook if they could have is my guess, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's. Uh... Good question. I don't really see the use for denying it in the in the first place. Uh, we well, to avoid it's... because the whole thing here is Ukraine up till this 
well, not even up to this point, but to a certain point has always been fighting a defensive war. The U.S. has always said, we're right. only sending defensive weapons. This is all to defend Ukraine. We're, this is Our whole purpose is the defense of the Ukrainian cu- country and people, right? But when you're mm. shooting missiles, or in this case drones, into the other country, that is no longer a defensive action. That is an offensive action. True, right. true. And so it's for them to deny it would to continue the idea that they're only they're only on the defensive and that they're not on the offensive. I think this could have been even worse if it was like U.S. made hardware that was sent into Russia instead of. Right. What we're to understand is these were like old Soviet era reconnaissance drones that had been modified to turn them into explosive devices. Yes. Which reminds me again of what happened in Poland, which was also a modified old Soviet era device. Right. Right. Yeah. I were lucky they they shot it the right direction this time. But what (laughs) it reminds me of Poland is that the from days it, Russia was blamed because it was a Soviet device. People were saying it's right. a Soviet, it's a, it's a Russian-made missile. That was the thing that was in the news, and Ukraine mm-hmm. denied it up to the point that they ha- they couldn't deny it anymore. And I feel like because these are also Soviet-made, that they were tr- kind of trying to do the same thing to be able to deny it uh, in a way where they're like, it's not our missiles; those are Soviet right. M- missiles. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one truth and one lie. It's like, yes, it was us, but it was also Russia. <laughs> um, okay, uh, the Constitution, Luke. Are you? Do you like it? The United States Constitution is is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. It's in like that play, right? It's not important or anything, is it? I think it kind of uh, dictates most of uh, political life in America. So yeah, it's kind of kind of really yeah. Huh. It's it, it, I, I, uh, I I guess I I, I think uh, I I agree with Trump here for saying that they should suspend the Constitution over the twenty twenty election. Of course, they should know. no no um, no. But for, former President Trump faced rebuke Sunday from officials in both parties calling for the termination of parts of the Constitution over the 2020 election. Trump, who announced last month that he was running, uh, made a claim over the weekend on true social media. Uh, this is a quote. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great found founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. So what he's saying is, uh, because he lost, now we should overturn the rules in the Constitution to make it so that uh, he can win, I guess? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, there's sore losers, and then there's people who are so sore they want to change <laughs> the rules of the game right. after the fact to make yeah, it so yeah, that yeah. they actually won, right? It's a little like getting beat three nil in football and say, "Hey, let's switch the scores." Oh no! No, let's switch. <laughs> let's switch sides. And now that yeah. goal is your goal, and this goal is my goal. And the goals that went into that goal actually count for me and not you now. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. And and by the way, the match is also over. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We've changed yeah. the time limit also. So. <laughs> 
the match is over. <laughs> yeah, though it's 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 kind of it's kind of strange. Uh, I think I think uh, I think Trump has had a shit week to say it mildly. I mean, uh, uh, Herschel Walker was defeated in in Georgia by pretty much uh, a, a lot. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. We should mention, as far as, like, what he was talking about in this, because we didn't really go into that. Mm. Oh, yeah, sorry. As far as what the massive fraud of this type and magnitude uh, that allows the termination of all rules... What, what was that massive fraud from? He's reacting... Uh, that he lost, yeah. Well, not only that, the fraud that he's talking about, the reason that he thinks he lost, this is coming directly after Twitter owner Elon Musk would reveal... Uh, Twitter engaged in free speech suppression leading up to the election uh, and then released files about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, mm -hmm. The tech company's confused response to the story about Biden, uh, Biden's son Hunter. Uh, these documents do not show de Democrats tried to limit the story, but these the social media platforms did anyways. Like, they didn't need mm -hmm. to be told by Democrats, hey, suppress this. They were like, oh, we should... Right. Th that was already in place as far as, like, the rules of their companies go, I guess. <clears throat> I think certain things in the Biden laptop uh, shouldn't have been released, and then other things needed to be released, right? Uh, and then it's as far as the, this... Twi there's There was this release of files about mm -hmm. the suppression... And, I mean, what it looks like is, even at the highest levels, like, Jack Dorsey didn't know they were suppressing it, but people at other levels of Twitter did. The Democrats weren't actually pushing for it to be suppressed, uh, and even from the files that we see that Republicans, over time, seemingly were doing more Twitter suppression than Democrats were, not necessarily with the Hunter Biden stuff, but just generally, uh, like mm -hmm. asking Twitter to to you know censor more things than Democrats were, but both sides were were using the platform to censor things. Uh, I don't think the Hunter Biden stuff is the interesting part. I think the the use of social media to censor any kind of like uh, news story is the interesting part, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and speech in in general. But I don't I think. Mean I don't think that mm -hmm. if that, I guess the question is, Trump is saying if that hadn't have been suppressed by Twitter, he would have won the election. I don't necessarily think that one plus one equals two in that situation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Speaking of elections. But, yeah, but uh, I, like I said, I I, I do think that uh, the Trump organization uh, had a shit week also because of. What happened in Georgia? Yeah, uh, speaking of the Trump organization, you know they just got like the whole organization got uh, filed for uh, fin financial things. Yeah, was it tax fraud or something? But mm -hmm. it doesn't. It didn't actually involve Trump. It's like the company itself. Uh, right. But yeah, Raphael Warnock wins in Georgia. Um, we already knew that the Senate was going. Uh, Democrat. This just adds one more Democrat to to those numbers, right? Mm -hmm. It's also just big because Herschel Walker was pushed by Trump and other Republicans, especially on like the in the MAGA sphere, right? Uh, yes, very much so. 
and Herschel Walker was just always kind of a big dummy, and everybody knew he was a big dummy, but he's got mm-hmm. a very well-known name because he was like a famous football player, especially in Georgia, um, because I think that's where he played like college football. So he's mm-hmm. like, that's why he's so well-known there. So um, for him to lose is not surprising because number one, he's not really a politician, but it is surprising because he's like a celebrity. <laughs> I think people kind of are um, equating this in the same way where, like, Trump was a celebrity and he won. Mm-hmm. This guy's a celebrity, but he lost, right? And so, I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, probably, yeah. I I think it's 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 very nice that he lost. Uh, you know the streamer Destiny? I, I follow him uh, a lot. I don't, he had, I don't follow him, yeah. but I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he had organized... Uh, a knocking on doors uh, for the Democrats there sure, in, yeah. in Georgia. That's pretty normal uh, during any kind of election year. Very good uh, meetup there with Bid. Uh, I think it was like 300 people coming to his meetup for like knocking on doors and they knocked on. Did they live stream it? Of door. Yeah, yeah, some. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I saw a little <laughs> of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I I, I I followed this election a little more because even though it was like it it, it was all uh, already uh, going to be democratic, it's it's very nice to say see that they now have actually one more seat than they had last time. Uh, last time it was fifty fifty split, and right. actually now they have one more one more seat. So, uh, I mean. I feel there's certain Democrats who aren't Democrat enough that they can be swayed one way or another. Uh, right. Then, then it won't matter. Um, we saw that the last uh, two years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, one inter- I mean, Georgia is obviously a very Republican state. Also, that's also an mm-hmm. interesting part of this. It was fifty-one point four to forty-eight point six, so it was a very close race. Still, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Then it's even more impressing. Uh, I have to say, it it's really really good. Uh, I thought I I thought uh, Democrats wouldn't be be out there voting, but they say that it was early voting that won won it for him again. Uh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. there's ninety nine percent in. So at this point, it, you know, it's all it's everybody uh, that came out. Do you think that Kanye West uh, had anything to do with his loss? That maybe people saw what was happening with the Republican Party and Kanye West being on things like Fox News, and they went, wow, I don't want to be part of that party. You mean Kanye West? That went so far out that Alex Jones were like, hey, fuck, I'm a little concerned. Right, because... You mean that? You mean that, Kanye West? Because Kanye West admitted, uh, quote-unquote, I like Hitler, as he and Holocaust denier Nick Fuentes were Ill- Ill- interviewed by Alex Jones on Infowars. Mm-hmm. Uh, West repeatedly pla- praised the Nazi leader during the appearance on the show. Despite efforts by Jones to say he did not believe West was a Nazi, the hip-hop star kept cutting him off and insisting that he was a fan of the man who saw <laughs> oversaw the murder of six million Jews. <laughs> Uh, Jones so t- sad. Jones said to West, 
quote-unquote, you're not Hitler, you're not a Nazi, so you don't deserve to be demonized. Uh, but West, who was not prepared to accept the attempt by Jones to denounce Nazism, said, well, I see good things things about Hitler also. Right. Um, yeah, when Alex Jones is trying to be like, uh, you know, you're not... Maybe you're, maybe you're taking, maybe, you, you know, I, what was the line where he's maybe like, you're going a little too far here. There was a line yeah. in it where it was like, uh, maybe you like, like, I get it. You like the uniforms, you like the style, but mm-hmm. maybe you don't like like the people. The and he's like, yeah. no, no, I love, I, I think he was like, I love Hitler. <laughs> I, I really, I love, I love Hitler. It's like, oh my God, dude, what? Uh, <laughs> <coughs> like there. Uh, up till this certain point there there's been a, people able to kind of be like okay um yeah yeah <laughs> like there's some I, d- deniability especially with his mental illness that like okay maybe mm-hmm. he's being manipulated by these other people who believe this stuff uh, using his own mental illness against him to like but mm-hmm. uh at a certain point you 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 realize like uh, and it's been reported that these beliefs didn't just start recently. Like he's believed this for years and years and years, which yeah, would mean. Yeah, I wonder why Kim Kardashian divorced him. <laughs> Actually, that was one of my questions. Is like, is is that kind of when it started, or did he already believe? Like, because what I'm to understand is like even. Back, like multiple albums ago, he was saying he wanted to name that album after Hitler, which would have been right. like during when he was married to Kim. Like, I, I'm just wondering how much of this she knew was happening at the time, or uh, and how right. much of it went into the divorce, or like, mm-hmm. was there any kind of cover up happening where she's like she knows about it, but she doesn't want to reveal it because it would hurt her in her career. Also, mm-hmm. you know there. Mm. Um, and yeah, how does she feel about it now? And then it also <laughs> reminded me of the part, like, really recently, where in the TV, the new Kardashian TV show, first season, mm-hmm. where Kanye West was the big, like, the guy that everybody loved in that first season because he brought yeah. the sex tape back to her, her remember? Mm-hmm. And so at that point, we know that Kanye was, like, you know, already, like, at the beginning of that first uh, not the Kardashian show. He was already in the I love Hitler. I'm anti. I, right. Like he was already at that level. So when they were filming that and he's bringing that the uh, video to her and Pete Davidson from what's the guy's Ray J. Mm. At that point, they probably must have already known th- that he had these tendencies, right? When they were filming that show, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. And that that's a little sus to me. A little sus, yeah. It gets me uh, sus vibes, to say it mildly. I'm just saying, like, uh, well, if they knew at the time, why would they have him on the show? Right. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is a good friend of Kanye West. Why did he kick him out of Twitter? I wonder. Is it because he posted the swastika, you say? Yes, it is. This was literally the same day right after the interview on Alex Jones. Yep. Kanye West was suspended for Twitter after the rapper and fashion designer tweeted tweeted the image of a swastika. <laughs> Not only was it a swastika, but it was inside the Star of David. Mr. Musk said the post violated the social media outlet's rule against incited, inciting violence. 
the tweet was deleted shortly after, uh, before Mr. West's account became no longer accessible. His page is now labeled account suspended. Uh, this continues the controversy stirred by Mr. West, who goes by Yay, uh, and his string of anti-Semitic r- remarks on social media. Yeah, he, he was also, what, <laughs> just recently on, like, another podcast that had him on, like, the Proud mm-hmm. Boy guy from Vice had him on a podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know, I think not many more people are going to want him. I think he's kind of running out of outlets, you know, that are going to have... I don't think Alex Jones is bringing him back. And once Alex Jones isn't willing to bring you back, like, what's what's next, you know? Sneeko, I guess? I, I think it was two two or one day... No, it was two days after that. He was, uh, Alex Jones was uh, on Steven Crowder's uh, show. And he, he was like... He was, like, trying to explain everything away. <laughs> I don't know. How so how do you explain it? How, how, how? Like, what do you say to explain any of that away? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, even our friend... Uh, 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 our, our, our friends on YouTube have been in trouble for this because... Uh, guess what? They have uh, removed clips of uh, Alex Jones' Conor interview. Uh, specifically, YouTube is removing clips of Kanye West's interview with Alex Jones uh, that are being re-uploaded to the site. Google, which mm-hmm. owns YouTube, told the outlet in a statement that re-uploads would be removed if the anti-Semitism featured in the interview isn't denounced in the video with added commentary. So, if it is like a news site, if it's uh, secular talk over his breaking points or some other YouTube news channel that's like adding commentary to and pushing back against the, the what he's saying, then it should yeah. be okay. NBC News added that but... other platforms like Twitter uh, have yet to install such a policy. Yeah, and uh, Hassan also got in trouble because of this, wasn't it? Well, he got in trouble for the the proud the Gavin McGinnis interview and not the okay. Not the Alex Jones interview, but the the one that I was talking about, the the most recent uh, interview he did. Which, like, when you're on the Proud Boys thing on it says censored TV, so not even on YouTube. Mm. It's like on some you know one of these websites that specifically is designed to platform people like this. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It says here during a recent stream, Hassan pressed play on an interview with far-right commentator Gavin McGinnis and Kanye West on Censored TV. Uh, The copyright strike caused Twitch channel to get suspended while watching the interview. Uh, He's one of the most well-known commentators on Twitch. Gavin McGinnis is the founder of the Proud Boys, uh, as well as, I think, he founded Vice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's two very different things to be known for. <laughs> well, he's like vice, right? Vice I, I, and proud Bob. But I, when you think about it, vice has definitely changed over time. Like oh, it was. Def- oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, was way more edgy in like the 2010s vice, mm-hmm. and so I think he was like, "Oh, I'm that edgy edge lord guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when they probably. When he left, it changed, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite a turn. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's uh, all this thing with Alex Jones and, and 
and Connie West. It's just like it, it. I feel so sorry. They just they should just put him in a upholstered room, give him some medication, and give him give him some education, medication and education. Uh, yeah, I, and also the you mentioned Kim earlier. It's kind of wild we haven't heard anything from anybody anything. in that camp nope. at all like even like a lawyer or something but i guess yep. they're nada they're probably busy with the whole balenciaga thing right now <laughs> which she was like <laughs> in the middle of like a giant She's campaign with that. them yeah, so yeah, yeah they've got other things on their plate i suppose mm-hmm. uh okay uh u.s virgin islands uh, reach a uh, hundred and five million settlement with the Epstein state. I didn't know that uh, Ireland could search uh, sue a, a state. Uh, well, it says the U.S. Virgin Islands announced Wednesday that it reached a settlement uh, of a hundred of more than a hundred and five million in a sex trafficking case against the fi- uh, late financier Jeffrey Epstein. The settlement ends a nearly three-year legal saga for officials of the U.S. Tor- territory, which sought to hold Epstein account- accountable after he was accused of sexually abusing do- dozens of underage girls, also causing environmental damage on the two tiny islands. Uh, this settlement restores the faith of the people of the Virgin Isles uh, Islands that the laws will be enforced without fear or favor against those who break them. Epstein's estate, so that's who they were actually suing, agreed to pay the territorial mm. government the $105 million in cash and half of the proceeds from the sale cash. from the wow. sale of the island where Epstein owned the home. The estate will also pay uh, $450,000 to repair the environmental damage uh, at Great St. James Island. Uh, the money of the sale of Little St. James will be placed in a government trust to finance projects, organizations, counseling, and other activities for residents uh, who have been sexually abused. So it's going to a good charity, you know, for the local community. So that's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, we hear a lot about the Americans, uh, women and other, like, you know, low... Western women who are affected by this, but imagine how many uh, uh, women that we don't hear about that were in this, this island community that we're probably dealing with. Right. If not yeah. the same, even worse. So, uh, one of the things that I know about Lee Harvey Oswald shooting John F. Kennedy is that they have, for some fucking reason, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy's brain is impossible to find. They have lost... Tra- JFK's brain. Yeah, you would assume it's How out there on possible? the. Out, it's somebody sold it on the black market. Like that's you know, yeah. some rich Saudi probably has it in their in their uh, study. <laughs> you know, on a bookshelf next to like next to uh, I don't know uh, next to Andre the Giant's liver because he drank so much. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a good reference. A group of researchers looking into the 1903 assassination of JFK say they have unearthed proof of his alleged assassination, or alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, and he was involved in an operation by the CIA mere months before the killing, reigniting questions about whether Oswald truly was alone in his decision 
uh, to kill the president. In a Tuesday press conference, Jefferson Morley, a veteran of D.C. press corps and a preeminent expert of the JFK assassination, along with the Mary Farrell Foundation, if that sounds familiar, Fro, we covered them recently because they're the ones that sued Mm -hmm. to get these records released, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he told reporters that he and his attorneys with the foundation obtained documents related to the classified covert operation approved by senior CIA officials just three months before Kennedy's death that suggests the agency used Oswald for intelligence purposes just several weeks prior to this shooting. This is extraordinarily serious claim, and it has profound implications for the official story, Morley said. The CIA knew far more about the lone gunman than they are admitting even today. So this story deserves closest possible scrutiny. Uh, the document, one of several researchers obtained this month as a result of the lawsuit is a precursor to a fuller release, uh, of documents, uh, anticipated to come out this month. So, okay. The mandated release of records dated dates back to 2021. Uh, a memo by Joe Biden's administration ordered the release of all documents related to the assassination. Uh, attorneys for the Mary Farrell Foundation argued the agencies have illegally stalled the release of more than 16,000 additional additional documents. So, mm. Newsweek reached out for uh, to the CIA for comments. I wonder why they didn't get any. Uh, it's the CIA. <laughs> Guess what? The CIA lied to us. That's like the extent of the story. What? But I think what they lied about here is the interesting part because obviously the assassination of JFK is like one of the biggest, uh, I guess, conspiracy theories of all time. Yeah. Mm. I love Newsweek. This uh, article is for me Newsweek. Uh, talking about uh, fun articles on, on Newsweek. I found a very, very fun one. Someone has uh, uh, dyed their pet's fur to resemble the Grinch for Christmas. Okay. Is that a green dog or is that a green dog? Yeah, I, yeah it's green and, well, it's not, that, that is In red? Yeah, that's not and, a jacket. That's his, they dyed it green and white right. and red. Like the fur is the color of a Santa jacket. Uh, yep. not that, like, it looks like that would be a just, cause you could just dye it green and then put a jacket on it. That would have been another mm-hmm. option, I guess. Uh, is it safe? That's the question I'm having here. Let me look through this really yeah. quick. I don't think so. <laughs> a pet owner who dyed her miniature schnauzer red, white, and green to resemble the Grinch has def- defended the dog's Christmas makeover. A groomer has used color for other dogs here and there. So I talked about the hair color being safe and asked if she could do a Grinch, and she jumped on it and did an amazing job. I mean, the, a, I mean, she didn't do it herself. She went to an actual, like, proper groomer who knows, yeah. like, did, that actually had, like, safe dye, I would assume, that's not going to, yeah. Um but that is the ugliest dog I have ever seen in my entire world. It's one of those things where I'm reading it and like, it's kind of interesting and it's kind of funny. Right. But it scares me because it says this video has been watched nearly 10 million times. And because of that, then you're going to have idiots who want to go viral, dying their dogs with stuff that shouldn't, uh, 
go on dogs, like spray paint and shit, and like right. that's the scary part to me. <laughs> yeah, or henna paint or and uh, something like that. Because there's always going to be some idiot on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you meet people on the street, do you say Merry Christmas? No. <laughs> do you say Happy Holidays? It, I mean, I might say Merry Christmas if I was at the store on Christmas Eve. That's about okay. the only... Like, I wouldn't say it any time of the rest of the month. But if it was Christmas Eve and I went to the store to get something, and I would say to the cashier, "Oh, have a merry, have a merry Christmas" or something to that effect. I right. don't know. I I don't know what I would say. Hmm. Well, Tron is going to tell the truth about that. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. This is a little Christmas message for you. I've been talking about this for many years: the war on Christmas. So, if people are angry for you. Because you don't want to say Merry Christmas. Say something differently this time. If they're nagging about, oh, you're putting a war on tra Christmas or traditions, what about say, Hail Satan, Merry something. Or just now, just, just say Hail Satan, God is gay, or something like that. Just say something obscene. I think. No conservatives talking about Christmas is a holy time, it's a holy this and holy that. The Christmas is already fucked up. It's already destroyed. It's commercialized to death. Most thing about Christmas is not fun, it's not joyful, and I fucking hate it. This year, me and my brother did something differently. When I talked with him a few days ago, we decided not to give our presents. We don't need anything more. We will have what we shall have, and why just... It really is just an exchange of money. He's an, so we suggested that instead, we just give him... We're going to just buy some bottles of wine and get ourselves wasted and listen to Depeche Mode next time we meet. That's what more people should do. Have a party with somebody. Don't buy a lot of shitty stuff. Buy a lot of good, good food and good drinks. If there's somebody who can't afford it, Invite them too. Let them take part of the festivities. Have fun. Celebrate each other. Show the fucking finger to the 1%. A lot of Christmas movies is not about anything holy at all. So why are we talking about Merry, not saying Merry Christmas is that dangerous? When most Christmas movies, most Christmas songs has nothing to do with the religion or original Christian Christmas. In Norway, we don't even use the word Christian. We say Guyul, Guyul. It's, uh, yeah, it means, I don't know, but it's pagan. It's from pagan fucking times. So I don't feel any regrets whatsoever to not say Merry Christmas. And why should we respect conservatives and religion this time? For the far 30, 40 years, they have not respected anything. There are no values, there are no traditions. Just buy, 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 shoot, 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 hail Trump, hail motherfucking Reagan, blah, 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 blah. So take a Christmas celebration, do what the fuck you want, don't buy things, just go to a pub or celebrate with your family, eat a lot of food, have a lot of fun together, spend time together, don't work, use the money on something useful to aid. There are people who are poor in this world. Have fun, 
and give something to people who don't have fun so they also can have fun. Yeah, that's what your Christmas is all about. Not buying 10 tons of socks and uh, ties and all kinds of shit that you don't fucking need. But believe me, a lot of people don't need more fucking shit. My house is full of shit. And with store shit, I have storage capacity for more shit. Shit, 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 shit. So, if you have a lot of shit, give it to people who don't have a lot of shit. And have a fucking party. So, people, I'm gonna have a lot of Christmas messages here. So, it is before Christmas time. Enjoy yourself. Get wasted. And do something for your fellow man. This was Tron with a tr Tron Tells the Truth and a short Christmas matches. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. Merry Christmas, Tron. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. I guess he doesn't like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, happy holidays, Tron. Sa mm -hmm. Sounding Merry sound Christmas. pretty good this week. Yes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying it to tease him. Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, TV. I've seen a lot of TV this week. I saw some TV as well. Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, let's talk about Reverend. It's a show about, uh, a reverend? <laughs> I guess it's, uh, <laughs> more about a little town in Australia who keeps losing reverends because they keep getting eaten by alligators or something. Seems like they always... <laughs> They always get killed. They killed, yeah. And like, I don't know if it's always alligators, but it's the one we see is. Um, and then it's also about a guy who is running away from the mob because he he's getting framed for killing one of the mob boss's sons. Uh, so he switches places with this reverend who's supposed to replace the one that died in this little town. Um not on purpose, but because the Reverend steals all of his money and stuff. Like, the Reverend is the one who actually, uh, what do you call it? Identity theft. When you, like, steal mm -hmm. somebody's whole, like, life. He steals his money and his passport and everything else. And he, the gangster guy is left having to go to this town to try to figure out where this guy who stole his money is. Uh, but also mm -hmm. having to, you know, play as though he was the Reverend, because if he didn't, they would suspect something, obviously, so... Uh, yeah, it's obvious where this is going, as far as, like, he's a bad guy, and he's forced into a situation where he's forced to pretend to be a good guy, and, you know, inevitably, towards the end, he's gonna realize, I actually like this place, and I like these people better than I like my actual regular life. Like, the... The end game of the story is very obvious, wouldn't you agree? Well, as someone that has seen the ending, I will not comment. Well, I, there might be, an, you know, more seasons, but, like, the idea of, like, where they're going is pretty obvious. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree to that, yeah. The only thing that's most interesting about it is kind of the, as uh, the mystery aspect where the gangsters are after him, so he he's trying to run away from them because he they think he's killed their son, but he didn't really kill their son. Somebody else did. Uh, mm -hmm. and so it's a murder mystery there, but he's also trying to find the reverend who stole his money so that he can get the money back to the gangsters. Uh, the whole, like, it's a very, the storyline is very well written and very intricate and very interesting. So in that mm -hmm. sense, I mean, the acting's fine. Cinematography is kind of mid-level, so I'll give it a, 
6.5. Okay. I liked it a little better than you. I mean, it was fine. You know, some of the people who... I, I don't want to call them vigil, vig, vi, villagers, but like the town people... Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the random town people, the acting's not great. So I will give you that. Uh, okay, let's talk about something that you didn't say because it was on the channel. You don't have Georgie and Tammy on Showtime. I think it was just George uh, and Tammy, but yeah. What did I say? Georgie and Tammy. Oh, George and Tammy. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. It's my Norwegian accent, uh, but yeah, it 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 uh, chronicles the couple of uh, Tommy Wanette and George Jones. I have to be honest; I didn't really get into this uh, at all. Uh, I saw one episode uh, because, well, it's it's still the thing that's out. But I I really like both. Uh, Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain. Uh, they are very good actors, but it's just like it didn't give me anything. Like it's very good acting. I I think the story is boring as shite. Okay. And and just yeah, just yeah. It uh, I I didn't get anything from this first episode. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a three because because the acting is pretty good, and I, I can't. But but the manuscript is just shite, just very 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 bad and boring and flat. All right, I watched. What should we do next? Let's do a reality show. I got multiple reality shows to talk about, so let's mm-hmm. do. Me too. Snack versus chef because it was kind of the. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like the the most middle of the road of the of the reality shows, <laughs> of the reality shows, yeah, because yes. um, it wasn't terrible. Um, it wasn't. No, it was middle. You know, it's so standard. It's like one, it's one of these mm-hmm. cooking shows where you get a time limit. You got to make uh, some type of dish uh, based off of the uh, theme that they gave they gave give you, and then they the they do multiple rounds and one person ends up winning. I mean, this is like 30 television shows I'm describing right now, like mm-hmm. on a base level, right? It's, it's Iron Chef. Very it's, so. it's, uh, what's the Gordon Ramsay one? Uh, what Master Chef? It's all, you know, it's all of these shows except just with snack food instead. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting if you like snack food, but the annoying part is that it's brand-specific snack food, so, like, this one episode is all Cheetos. And so it feels like just a 30-minute commercial for Cheetos, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I think my biggest complaint about it was uh, I didn't understand uh, why people were still hanging on after they lost their round. Uh, Do you understand that? Because I didn't see enough episodes to see if they got oh, to c- well, cook again. It, they get picked in sections, right? Because like, there's all those yeah. other people that are on the outside that haven't competed yet in like episode one. I understand that, okay. but, but uh, why? Why when you don't win, are you not eliminated? 
I would assume that, like, when they re-pick again, that you get thrown back in the shuffle with everybody else. No, no, that's the thing, because it was, uh, I checked that. Oh, it's, okay. It's different people ep uh, each episode. Well, yeah, oh, okay. Well, hmm, I don't know then. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I, maybe just for content, so they have, like, more people talking in this situation? Yeah. Sure. Maybe? I don't know. Um, I didn't understand that, but yeah. I, it was... But on a base level, it's fine, right? I think that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah like, it's totally okay. The only annoying thing about it is is the uh, kind of commercialization of it. Um, mm -hmm. Everything else is like, if you like any of those cooking competition shows, it's another one of those. Um, the characters are fine, fairly interesting, the hosts weren't terrible for this one, so mm. I don't know. I'd give it a five point a five. I'll give it a five, right in the middle. I am going to give it a five as well, because it was definitely better than, for example, the the reality show that was hosted by Tay Diggs. <laughs> yes, Tay Diggs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know Tay Diggs. <laughs> Back in the groove. Right, because Tay Diggs was in the movie Stella Got Her Groove Back. Groove which... Back, yes. When did that come out? Let me look it up, but you tell people what it's about. <laughs> so it's three single women all in their 40s uh, uh, going to the Groove Hotel, a magical, uh, uh, beautiful island in the Dominica, I want to say. Dominican Republic. And, uh, yeah. Yes. And uh, then uh, they are going to date people that are half their age. That's the whole premise of this show. And hot. You got to remember that they. <laughs> oh yeah. They say they they never say just young men. They say hot young men. Uh, hot. Yeah. Hot young men. Right. Yes. Uh, Stella got her groove back. Came out in '98. <laughs> okay. It's 25 yeah, okay. years old. Um, <laughs> But I guess, like, the, you know that the age or the, the demographic that they're going for with the show is, like, 40. Yes, 40 plus years old women. 40, yeah. yeah, you know, 35 to 45-year-old women. And they yes. they grew up with that movie. So it actually makes sense that if that's the target demographic they're going for. Um, there is some really awkward fruit-eating <laughs> B-roll in this. Oh, my God. Like, it's just B-roll, <laughs> where they had the contestants and and the... Oh. Well, they're not really contestants, because nobody really wins anything. No. They no. have the... Well, house, they win love. They oh. have the, the housemates, the men and the women. <laughs> they had them just sit down at a table and eat different kinds of fruit. <laughs> not like a, not as like a competition for the show or anything. It's just no, no, no. it's just B roll, B roll in between scenes <laughs> of them just like mowing down on like a watermelon or like a mango, and of course you know a mango looks very much like phallic, and so they're uh, yeah, it's supposed to like it, they even point out like everything in the women's rooms looks like a vagina, like all the pictures mm -hmm. and all the oh. artwork and. Uh, Sculptures so and everything. Wrong with this show. <laughs> I mean, There's I don't. So that that part wrong. I don't have necessarily a problem with. Like, no. the no, the number one problem is very obvious with the show is that mm -hmm. you could never do it in reverse. <laughs> never ever. 
imagine having a show that it was four, three 45-year-old men <laughs> yeah. and 20, <laughs> 25, 20-year-old women. women. Yeah, nope, never. The ick, like, the ick factor there is, like, palpable. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like, obvious. Yeah. But when you reverse it, then I guess it, like... There's definitely an issue there. We're like, okay, specifically Bachelor and Bachelorette, which this ha- yeah. this show has kind of a rose sim- ceremony right at the end, right? Where they like mm. pick who's going to stay at the hotel and who's going to get what do th- what do they call it? Uh, <sighs> evicted or whatever, right? But but I had fun with it. Well, I what really what I'm saying it. is like as far as Bachelor and Bachelorette, you can have a yeah. a Bachelorette because of the way that show's designed to be like they're um, finding somebody who's compatible with them that's like their same age but in this mm-hmm. because they're like oh they're hot young men like mm-hmm. if you were to reverse it and have it be oh these are hot young women and then you have all this b-roll of them getting out of the swimming pools and the b-roll of these w- young women like eating mangoes and stuff then you or it wouldn't be mangoes in that situation what would cucumbers mm. right and eggplants would be the thing in that show so I'm, what I'm saying is, like, Bachelor Bachelorette is a re- very similar reality show where you can reverse it and it works. This show, it very obviously cannot be reversed. And that's what's a little weird about it. Uh, I gave it a 2. Uh, I give it a 1.5. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the worst ones I've seen this year. I think the... Oh, it's, it's up there. The really it's weird really part happy. about it is, is like it's trying to be female empowerment, but the very yes, but it's so not. <laughs> the first part of it that made me realize that it really, really is the opposite of that is when the three, <laughs> the three women come out for the very first time, and the twenty-four mm-hmm. men see them next to the pool, and they're like. Mm. They come out like they're some kind of like candy or something, and the men are hooting, at, hooting and hollering at them, like it's some kind of nineteen forties cartoon wolf, and their eyes are like, woo, 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 woo. you know what I mean? It's just so objectifying to these three women that I realize like yep. it's trying to be empowering, and yet it's somehow the exact opposite. It it fails on all levels as a reality show. So yeah. Well, you saw another dating show this week. Tell me about it. Uh, what was the other one we saw? Oh, Love Without Borders? Is that the one you're talking mm-hmm. about? <laughs> okay, this is a show <laughs> where there's some kind of... She's like a life coach, right? Uh, couples yes. couples life coach where she is a mat- matchmaker. That's the word for it. And supposedly this... The woman who hosts the show is supposedly some kind of amazing matchmaker. Like, she's well-known. I've never heard mm-hmm. of her, Fro. N- nope. Okay. Uh, maybe within like the Los Angeles community, she is because it seems like that there's a very like celebrity oriented idea. Like the one lady is from Los Angeles, the other guy is a celebrity's son, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing some connections there to the LA scene. But the concept of the show is very 90 Day Fiance in the sense that she fi- has these three people and she finds their soulmate somewhere around the world. And it's in somehow magically, it's always outside the country they live in. (laughs) Is that weird? That's strange how that works. Like (laughs) Hmm. their soulmate didn't happen to just be like down the street. You know what I mean? Because that wouldn't be a very that wouldn't go with the show. So 
Yeah, uh, it is also a little racist, the show. Uh, what, because the so... Persian woman ends up in Dubai and the the black guy ends up going to Ghana? Is that why? Ghana, yes. That is why I'm It seems that. maybe not racist, but that she's stereotyping them. <laughs> like, your soulmate is going to be somebody who's African. You know, that's... Right. There's something it, there that it's not necessarily yes. racist, but it's definitely yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I give this a three, actually. It's better than the other one. Uh, I'll give it a 2.5. I think I'm right behind you on both. I think the host lady was so awful. I, I despise people who fake laugh and smile, and that's all she did through right. the entire show. <laughs> Well, let's talk about another reality show, since we are in, in this groove. Barmageddon! Oh, okay. You did see this, <laughs> alright. Oh, yes! Uh, it's uh, uh, Shelton, uh, Blake Shelton and Carson Daly what, uh, why? show. Why was Carson Daly even in this show? <laughs> he didn't do know. anything! <laughs> Neither did Eric Shelton, really. Who? But uh, it's Blake the, Shelton? It's their, yeah, it's their bar. Oh, does Carson Daly own the bar also? Is that the thing? Uh, that's what right. I was going to say. Blake Shelton owns the bar, so like that's the thing, right? No, I think they own it together. together. Oh, I didn't know yes. that. All right. Because they, they portray Carson Daly as the bartender in this. Yes, but I do think... I think they opened it together. That's okay. what it says there, at least. All right. Well, Old red bar. Then it's yeah. a little weird that they're portraying him as the bartender if he owns the business. That's a little strange, but I mean, the concept. Maybe, what's the concept of the reality show, though? Uh, it's bar games. Right. How do you? But how do you win? Right. Yeah. How do you win? I didn't understand this. It's a. It's a reality show where celebrities compete with each other right. in games that are very similar to classic uh, dr like drunk games, like Beer Pong beer or pong. Yes. Uh, what's another one that was in this that I can't even think of a single uh, one? Shugging. Uh, oh, yeah, axe <laughs> throwing and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but we also have a host for this. Bella Bella is in this. Right, and she's actually yeah. not terrible as far as hosts no. go. Like she, she wasn't awkward or anything. She just didn't, and she didn't make she any terrible. She didn't do any terrible corny jokes like a lot of hosts would do. She kind of just stuck to doing her job and doing the host job. But that's also why it was weird that Carson Daly was there because sometimes right. he would just interject, and you're like, "Why are you here?" Why he's always like right. off in the corner, and then he would just like interject. Um... It, this the production value of this is very low. This is on the same level of production that like I did when I did local wrestling shoots. <laughs> yes. Because it's very clear they were just like promoted it as, "Hey, come down to our bar. We're going to have a few right. like celebrities, like country singers and uh pro wrestlers. It says Sasha Banks is going to be in the show at some point. Uh mm -hmm. I is his wife uh no doubt lady. Uh, Gwen Stefano. Right. Gwen Stefani? Stefani. Yeah. Stefani. Yeah. Stefani. 
so his wife is going to be so like they promote they you know they've got the audience in there by saying hey come down maybe you'll get free pizza or free drinks right and you get to watch a little <laughs> a little tv show filming and that's exactly what we did when we <clears throat> shot wrestling it's like you get free pizza come down be in the audience you get right. to see some wrestling <clears throat> and it felt like that it was on that production level of like very low just shoot it and the uh, print it kind of thing no like second takes um and as far as like the games go everything's pretty low production value i give it, it a fun though uh, yeah at, at very least it's goofy uh, there's a lot uh, yeah uh blake shelton himself he's got all these terrible dad jokes like if there's anybody he's doing terrible jokes, he, he's got oh all God. the worst dad jokes um he's such a dad joke guy I'd give the whole thing maybe a four, I guess. I give it a four as well. I mean, it's not as good as Snack versus Chef because no, but I th I think I went in with way lower expectations also. So right, there's something I said about that. Your turn. Okay, I think that was the last reality show. So yeah, I think so. So let's talk about Riches, I guess, on Prime. Okay, I didn't see this. Uh, this is a drama about a family where the father left, there's an American part of the family and then there's a British part of the family. The father okay. had two kids with a woman in America. He moved to England to be with another woman and had three more kids with her. But in, he had a business that he had started in America when he moved there, he became very rich from this business. But the mm. woman in America is the one he kind of built the business with. He dies, and then it's about the power struggle of the two families uh, of who's going to run the business. And uh, they never really knew each other. And the one family obviously hates the one woman for steal stealing the their father from them at such a young age. It's, you know, it's a very drama type show like that. Um, okay. The acting's fine. The premise of it's kind of interesting. There's no real mystery to it. It's very kind of straightforward. Like, uh, we're fighting because we we want to run the business. Uh, and these people are like, we don't even really want to run, run the business, but we hate you. So mm. we're just going to steal it from you anyways. Like, that kind of drama, family drama kind of thing happening. So not my cup of tea, but pretty decent. I'd give it a six. Okay. Uh, I saw another uh, weird Australian thing this week called Colin from Accountants. Did you see this? No. Chance? Haven't heard okay. of it. It is, uh, I think it's on uh, CBS. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's the one that's got it in America. But it's uh, original uh, from, from Australia. It's very, very funny. Uh, it's about Ashley and Gordon that are kind of, kind of single <laughs> people that are brought together by a car accident and an injured uh, dog. Uh, and it's, it's, it's about that. <laughs> that is kind of like how they start the whole thing. Uh, I thought it was very, very Australian. Uh, well, yeah, comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I like comedy wise, it right. was very, very like uh, if I didn't know this was Australian, 
I would say, oh, that's very like Australian comedy. Like I would say, Canadian have their kind of style of comedy. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I will give it a five point five. I think you would like it a little more than me. Maybe. Um, let's talk about Hot Skull on Netflix. This is a Turkish show. Did you see this? Yes. It's about a a future world, I guess, where there's a pandemic, but it's not like a viral pandemic. It's some kind of auditory pandemic where like... Yeah, this is weird. The disease is spread through you being spoken to by somebody who has the disease. And the way they speak to you is in like nonsense language where they're just like mm-hmm. jibber jabber and so they call them the what do they call them jabberers or mm-hmm. or j- jabbering if they're the one like as like a verb uh but it's about one man who we find out right at the beginning of the show that he is Anton. immune to yeah. to this disease uh and kind of it the one of the mysteries of this show is trying to find out why he's immune to the to the disease mm-hmm. Even though he knows right at the beginning of the show, as the viewer, it's starting to be revealed to you as the show goes on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, it it was okayish, I guess. I I, I I have to be honest, not really my cup of tea. Uh, I like the science fiction part and the political parts and things like that. But mm-hmm. after two episodes, I, I I I was out. I I didn't watch more than two episodes. Uh, yeah, I think it's like only got. I don't think it has very many episodes. Um, eight. Does it? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was less than that. I thought it was like four or something. But yeah. Um, the show itself. Yeah, it does have eight. Uh. I, I liked it more than you, obviously. I thought like, the political stuff in it kind of reminds me, in a way, of, like, the Purge movies. Where, like, w- oh, yeah. one main group that's, like, very authoritarian takes over during this time period and uh, starts enacting these crazy rules. And we have this one general who's, like, clearly fighting against that uh, order but doesn't know it. Like, he thinks he's mm-hmm. working f- uh, with them, but doesn't realize that what he's doing is actually going against them. Um, that, that whole thing's very interesting. Uh, yeah, there's certain parts of it. The acting's, like, mid-tier. The, for what it is, I thought the, the, w- the filming of it was very good. The dialogue is a little hard to judge, just because I, I watched it dubbed from the Turkish version, so... Um, right, I did not watch it dubbed. But as far as what I saw, it was fairly decent. Has a little bit of a love story happening in it as well. Uh, I'd give it a a seven. Okay, I I'm going to give it a five point five. Okay. What'd you see? Uh, was that one of the last things that I saw? No. I'm forgetting something. You want me to do one? Because I've only got yeah. one more thing. Uh, which I think you saw Three Pines, right? Oh yeah, Three Pines. Yes. Uh, this is that on... is actually the last thing I saw. I think that's the last thing I saw as well. I mean, yeah, it's on Prime. Uh, it's it's a, also a murder mystery. 
Uh, but I think this murder mystery is even more interesting than a lot than any of the ones we've seen this yes. week. It's about a, a woman who gets murdered at a curling event, like the sport curling. <laughs> yes. um, she's like a celebrity, and she gets murdered uh, by electrocution. And it at the mm-hmm. beginning they're like, "Oh my gosh, this crazy accident where she just ha- accidentally got electrocuted," but. Alfred Molina's character comes in as the detective and realizes that mm-hmm. not only is it is it a, uh, likely a murder, but that uh, lots of people could be a suspect in this in this case. So yeah, it's a murder mystery uh, in Canada, right, or something like that. Uh, wasn't it in Quebec? Yeah, I think yeah, it was in right. Quebec. Oh, because yeah, they're speaking uh, French all the time in French. it, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I saw this way earlier this week, so but uh, it stuck with me as something that like was one of the better shows this week and has a lot of potential. I really, really liked it. Yeah, yeah I, saw... I really liked this. I I have it on. Uh, I have it actually on two episodes. Uh, I have actually written down eight point five for for both of those episodes. I had an eight, so uh, we're like right there. Yeah. Um, I think. There's certain parts of it uh, that maybe are a little unbelievable, but it's got an, a comedy part of it that I really like, yes. where it's a murder mystery, but the comedy is also, it hits. I think it really works. Yes. It actually, strangely enough, after you saying the Australian thing, this kind of does have a Canadian sense of humor about it. It does, yeah, very much so. Yeah, but this would probably be, if there was one thing I was going to recommend this week, it would be this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would recommend this. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we saw Ooh. was yes, Cabinet was of Curiosity. Cabinet of Curiosities. Episode, episode six, six, Dream in the Witch House, years after his twins oh, his twin sister's death, a researcher ventures into the dark, mysterious realm with the aid of a special drug, uh, determined to bring her back from the dead. Uh yeah. This had uh Harry Potter guy in it. which is mm-hmm. I don't remember the and actor's Malfoy. name. No, he's he's uh, Harry's friend. Yeah, he's... No, he's Malfoy. No, no, no. He's Harry's Wasn't friend. It? No, yeah, he's a. Uh... Oh, Robert Grant. Yeah, Robert Grant. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> yes. He, yeah, he's got red hair. I don't know why? I... Why? Why? I, I I thought it was Malfoy, but it's not. It's Robert Grant. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was an interesting episode of the show. It, it's like we said. It's. All about Lovecraft him. again. Oh yeah, the last episode was a Lovecraft one. Also, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think all of the episodes have been, but at least these two. No, in a, in these a ro- two last ones in a row though. Been. Also, seems strange yeah. that they would do that as far as like the way they put it together. This episode was good. It was wasn't the best episode, but it was better no. than the last couple. Um, yep. Little confusing at the end with like what happened with the witch uh, character because mm-hmm. like. Seems like they defeated her, but they didn't defeat this other animal creature. But to me, going through, like, thinking back on it, I thought those two cr- those two characters were intertwined in a way. But I guess that's kind of the the reveal at the end, is that they weren't? Right. Okay. Yes, they weren't. And, yeah, uh, and then the one creature takes control of his body, which is very creepy at the end. <laughs> very good, yeah. Uh, th- I like very good alien alien scene there, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, like from the movie Alien, yeah. <laughs> yes. But also Alien in the way, like, Men in Black were, like, the little aliens yes. controlling the body from inside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But not in, like, a sci-fi way, in a horror movie way. I, we thought, obviously, there's one glaring error in this episode, which was the special effects, uh, yeah. especially with the rat character. It lo just looked, like, it's supposed to look scary, and it just makes you laugh. It makes you go... Yeah, it looks funny. Yeah, it looks like a something that you would see in like a in a meme format that would be like uh yeah uh deep fried uh rat or something like that yeah but uh, i have to say uh i give this episode a 7.5 i give it a 7 uh, it was better but it's not like the best episode yet yeah 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 cool uh we will uh, uh Tell you maybe next week what we will do after. The I don't think yeah, we've no. even figured it out yet. So yeah, we'll have to do it no. next week or in the week after, because uh, we've got a couple ideas. But hopefully something mm -hmm. more interesting comes out. Because the ones we are gonna do, we're not super like we're, no. one of them. I'm kind of <laughs> interested in. It's a cartoon. One is kind of the cartoon one. Is that the one you're more interested yes. in? Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably the one we're gonna do. Um, we'll talk about that next week. I've got some TV news. Yeah, I see that. Uh, Chess.com says uh, Hans Niemann's 100 million lawsuit is uh, a public public relations stunt. There you go. In a motion to uh, dismiss it. That's more of the big story is the motion to dismiss the, uh, the claim from uh, right. Hans Niemann against them, uh, where he, he sued not only Chess.com, but he also sued... Uh, Somebody else, right? Magnus did. Magnus Carlsen. And then I think somebody and else. Nakamura. Right. Okay. Nakamura. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're at least uh, filing to get rid of this, which uh, I don't know. Do you think the thing is his whole thing is that they they're like uh, ruining his character by saying these things that are lies. Right. He's a little like Trump. Right. You can't. Enough, there's Neiman. They it, they've put a like chess.com the thing they put out was the proof that they could find right so what? I don't understand yeah. how you how you could unless they had more proof I guess is the only way to like pr prove right. prove that yeah it's silly it's stupid it should just be dismissed I agree um yeah I think it actually hurts. Hans Niemann more than it makes him like it makes him look defensive against the situation instead of him yeah. just letting it go if it, if it wasn't a big deal then he would just let it go right yeah yep I've got some other TV news I, I bought some uh, The Office wrapping paper for Christmas uh, Ooh. I, I was in I was in, in a store and they had it and I was like it's three bucks I'm gonna get that I don't know why that exists <laughs> but it's it's funny so I thought I'd mention it I loved Office. It's uh, it, I was thinking when I after I got it, I'm like, this is kind of ir irrelevant at this point. Like the Office right. meme is a little over, but like, uh, it's still funny. Like to to get your Christmas gift and it's got Office wrapping paper. It's, st it's still funny to me, and that's what's important. What is, what is your favorite uh, TV show that is kind of a, a spoof of documentary? Is it is it The Office? Favorite mockumentary show? Mm -hmm. uh, well, what about 
what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. I'm sure there's some other one that we're not thinking of that, like, oh. That's uh, a really good one. Arrested Development, does that count? <sighs> does that count? Not really. Well, it's a mockumentary because there, there's the camera crews there all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I would say Arrested Development, probably, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's that's up there. Uh, I'm trying to think of others. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, the last season of Arrested Development was really bad. So is oh, The yeah. Office better? Maybe. I guess that's all just personal preference. But I, <laughs> uh, somewhere those three, what we do, The Office, and yeah. Arrested Development in my top three somewhere. Yeah. So look, uh, do you like books? I enjoy a book from time to time, but specifically audiobooks. And you can get an audiobook from audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free trial to Audible for 30 days and you get a free book. Movie news. We don't have any, but we have seen some movies. So let's get right into that. You have seen more movies than me, so you go first. Uh, let's see. What did I watch last night? I watched Amsterdam last night. Ah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a movie that I, we were, we saw the initial preview on the show and we were like, wow, that looks really Mm -hmm. great. And then we saw the reviews for it and we were like, oh my goodness. Uh, and let me make sure this is real, but yeah, you can, you can get this movie, like rent it for $4 already, which is crazy Mm -hmm. because... Uh, of how many really good actors are in it, but also because I mean, movies like so filled movies like The Invitation, which came out much before yeah. it and have no like major actors in it really. That one's still more. I think it's like eight bucks or something to rent right now for that movie. So mm-hmm. it it's pretty funny like to see how uh, panned it, it was. So widely panned that it like just instantly went to like the cheap cheap rental shelf you know if this was still a movie store um i mean i i don't i i i saw it like maybe three weeks ago three four weeks ago sure okay yeah uh and when i reviewed it i did not like it i can tell you exactly well seemingly from from just watching it last night it seemed like the problem was in the editing like the acting is really good the oh, cinematography yeah. is really good yes maybe that one scene with taylor swift was not great i'm gonna be honest <sighs> swifties she's yeah. not a great actress <laughs> um no that's where i that scene uh was where i was like okay this is gonna be a, a ride but i think the what what the big problem that happened here was in the editing something happened oh, where yeah. they were like we want to like it was written as a comedy, very clearly, mm-hmm. especially by the actors who were in it. And then they were like, mm-hmm. we need this to be more serious. This is too jokey-jokey about this specific topic, especially, mm-hmm. because it's like about uh, very sensitive topics, right? Um, especially towards right. the end of it. And so they were like, this is my theory, is that they were like, we, this we can't be, it has to be more serious. So they started editing around the... Instead of editing it as a comedy, they shot it as a comedy and then edited it as a drama. And that's what ruined the entire... Does that make sense as to how it ended up yeah, yes. this bad? Because the whole, 
the whole thing feels very jokey jokey um, I mean his um, eye like, his eye is like yeah. continuously going all over the place and that's inherently right. funny right and I mean uh, uh, like like you said uh, uh, who they hired for this movie and kind of the tone especially in the beginning is very like jokey jokey I mean they've and got Mike got, Myers in here with uh, yeah. Chris Rock, Chris Rock, and like <laughs> yeah, there's so Robbie, especially the Mike Myers character is very clearly supposed to be comedic, right? But it doesn't yes. come off as comedic in this movie because no. of the way they edited the film, and it yeah, it that's I know that's where the problem is because you can tell certain mm -hmm. scenes were cut early or cut in a way where it's like doesn't really make sense the way they <laughs> shot it to the way they edited it. Some of the acting, like I said, is. Okay, okay, but yeah, that's what the real issue happened in this was the editing room, 100%. And probably, there were probably people behind the scenes, producers and stuff that were like, oh my gosh, we can't be joking about that, and we can't be joking about right. this, cut that, cut this, and then, you know, what they say about too many cooks in the kitchen, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think that's what happened here, because it's such a waste of a lot of really great actors and really... Uh, pretty interesting Potential. subject matter yeah oh yeah the yeah, subject yeah. matter and especially the ending is so interesting and yet oh. it was the whole thing was completely ruined so mm -hmm. in that way i've got to give it what uh, wow it's hard because it's like i wanted to like it so much but i'm gonna give it a three i think i gave it a four when i saw it okay yeah yeah I don't remember. Yeah, it's. I think the wasted potential was the biggest thing. Like, it could have been so yeah. good. Could have been so good. Well, I saw all the things you said, all the things you said, running through my head, running through my head. You saw them, okay. <laughs> that's. Yeah, that that's that's a you should, old reference. And you should probably <laughs> consult a doctor if you're seeing the things running through somebody else's head. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now I saw She Said, and uh, this is, has Oscar bus on it, so I was interested in this. It's about uh, two New York uh, reporters that uh, tracks, try, try to break one of the most uh, sexual cases, uh, assaults in Hollywood of all time, uh, Harvey Weinstein, and how much fucking trouble they had to go through get this uh, case on on paper it's based on a true story uh, if this is a true story a hundred and ten percent I feel sorry for for the people that were trying to, to get this on paper because it was definitely harder than we think like we think that nobody like worked against them but holy fuck uh, it's it's uh, it shows how fucking uh, disturbing it is and it's just so amazingly acted especially Carrie Mulligan I fucking love Carrie Mulligan in this movie it's so good so amazingly good uh, Zoe Kassan I have never heard of before I don't think I've seen her in anything either okay she was also Jesus yeah really 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 good and uh, I really, it's 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 about journalism that screws up journalism. <laughs> it's like it it is really a, a journalistic movie. 
I give it a nine. Oh, okay. Out of That's, 10. Yeah, oh, yeah, I definitely need to check it out. I mean, obviously now you, really that you gave it a nine, it. but also, like you said, because the the buzz around it, it really wasn't... The interesting part is, like, commercially, it wasn't uh, promoted that much. Oh, but, yeah, like, people are talking about it, so that's interesting in and of itself. I saw Clerks 3. Okay. Uh, obviously directed by Kevin Smith, about... <sighs> I don't want to say it. Did you like Clerks 1? Yep. Did you like Clerks 2? Yep. Okay, well, it, it does a good job of piggybacking off of those things. It is very sad <laughs> and depressing at the I, in certain I've, parts. I've heard... I've heard some spoilers for the ending. I wouldn't say Clerks 1 isn't depressing, though. No, but Clerks 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually didn't like it that much. I thought it was... Maybe it's because it felt a little too corporate. Yeah. Compared to 1, I would say, in my opinion, it goes... Number 1 is the first one. And Mm -hmm. actually, this one might be my second favorite. And then number 2. Okay. Yeah, so that's a good sign if you did want to see it, I guess. But yeah, it's about the quick stop employees from Clerks. Uh, But in this one, uh, one of the guys has a heart attack because they're older now. And he Mm -hmm. decides he's going to make a movie about his life. And so it actually kind of mimics the ideas of why they made Clerks 1, but in a story format. So it's almost autobiographical but you know uh through the eyes of the clerks uh characters uh it's got everybody everybody came back for this one uh, it's got all, all the in- interesting callbacks and jokes that you would have uh it's it's pretty good i i enjoyed it i i shed a tear at one point also mm. and, but i also mm. you know i laughed i cried uh as they say and i thought it was good i'd give it a I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Um, It's on the level, like I said, of the other ones. Cool. Uh, then both of us saw Troll, a Norwegian uh, monster movie. And I will let you tell all the audience what it was about. Well, it's a monster movie, so it's uh, about a troll waking up from underground in Norway and terrorizing mm-hmm. Oslo, right? So very similar to any kind of Godzilla-type uh, movie or King Kong or something like that. I guess not mm-hmm. really King Kong, more Godzilla, right? It's it's more Godzilla, yeah. Yeah, because like, Godzilla wakes up out of the water and comes into the city because he's disturbed by pollution. That's literally very right. similar to this plot. Um, and... Uh, the acting's pretty decent, I guess. Uh, it, some of the comedy's it's pretty okay. good in this show. Uh, yeah, the comedy is funny. The special effects are, the, as far as the troll goes, are really good. And then some of the other, really like, good, yeah. side special effects, they, it seemed like they kind of so dropped yeah. the ball. But they spent all the, <laughs> they spent a lot of their they time animating the troll. troll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and that looked really good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was the main, main main troll looked amazing. It was very American feeling as far as m- mm-hmm. monster movies go. It felt more American monster movie than say a Japanese monster movie or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. But Definitely. it's very popcorn, very fun. 
I think anybody would really like this movie. I think it's kind of a... It could be a family all-age movie because there's not, like, bloody scenes or anything disturbing. Even, like, the scene... This was in the trailer, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but the the old couple where their house gets destroyed, like, that's that's just funny, even though it's also, like, it could be scary, I guess, but they do it in a funny way, right? So, yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. a family popcorn movie worth checking out. I'd give it a... um, This is... A seven point five. I give it a seven point five as well. Okay. Very very fun. Uh, very fun that they showed uh, uh, the main attraction in uh, in uh, Lil Armor in this movie. Right. Yeah. And the whole time it's fun watching it with you because even the stuff that wasn't there, you were like, "Oh, that's that place, and that's th- this place." Yeah. Or like other people wouldn't <laughs> have that experience when they're watching it. I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew where everybody, everywhere and, I was. Yeah, a lot of the stuff they're showing is, like, landmarks to, like, you know, just yeah. like if you were, like, King Kong, they show, like, the Empire State Building because, like, that's a right. giant landmark that everybody recognizes, yeah. Cool. Okay, so uh, I think that was all, yeah, that was all the movies, so let's check out a trailer that I've seen already, I think, but Violent Night. I'm not sure if this is the one I've seen or not. No, I have I not seen anything. I have not seen this trailer, so that's good. Oh, it's actually. <laughs> I yeah, that wasn't in the trailer I saw. That could have been like a. Oh, I thought that was John Leguizamo for a second. From, like, the side profile? It looked like... Oh, that's John Leguizamo. There we go. Ah. I knew he was in the movie. You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. So, yeah, he actually is Santa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're beating up Santa. Oh, it's no from nobody. And... That's cool. Are you there? So now, for, okay. for listeners, Santa is beating people up and stabbing people in the face. That looks fucking amazing. <laughs> it does feel very uh what's it uh deadly night silent night i was gonna say home alone oh maybe it's the music with like all yeah. the like, gag things happening oh my god they got like massive guns oh that's funny <laughs> what do you do to the naughty ones? I give him a lump of coal. Where is it? I gotta watch. Ah! I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking want to see this so much. Come on. Which one of you 
funny you did that. <laughs> What's the group that's going to come out and be mad about this movie? So somebody's got to. Some Christians. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? An elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they are prepared for... They aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why Nick is not so saint. Okay. Uh, uh -huh, I see what they did there. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on Metacritic, though, but 92% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, David Harbour and John Leguizamo and Beverly D'Angelo, which I haven't heard that name in a while. No, it has 90% audience score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I think... Yeah, I mean, Google users and uh, audience sometimes are pretty close to each other, you know, depending. Mm -hmm. Depending on if there's some weird political thing in the movies. <laughs> uh, I found uh, uh, most five-star reviews. It was actually pretty uh, hard to find bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. But... Uh, uh, but Franklin M gave it two stars, and here here's why I choose choose it because it says a spin-off of Copycat of Home Alone. <laughs> oh the yeah, violence okay. and a cute little girl smiling away, trying to make this film into some type of gore family movie doesn't cut it. I patiently wait for the movie to end and when nowhere but the morgue. Uh, Hutch, Hutchinson 631-4936355 says, <laughs> on oh, yeah, It's very, oh, uh, 6.5, oh, him. Yeah, oh, yeah. It gave it a 10 out of 10. Absolutely loved it. So ridiculous that it was awesome. There are very few movies that can be utterly ridiculous and know and know it but still be fantastic. This is one of those movies. I laughed at things I shouldn't have and... It, I wasn't even a little embarrassed about it. If there is a real Santa, there might be a violent night too next Christmas. I thoroughly enjoyed this. So, yeah. Mm. Nick C said it should have been called Die Hard with Santa. Nothing original there at all. A very abusive and violent movie. Far away from the beautiful Christmas. Please don't take your kids to this movie. You will regret it. Give it half a star. Uh, Concepts Change 4 on IMDb says 3 three out of 10. Wait till it's free to air, unless you're a 13-year-old who loves Call of Duty. Father and son... <laughs> <laughs> Father and son Call of Duty players dream... I would have put up <laughs> I would have put up with the unnecessary long scenes of violence. Glad so many stunt people and green screens e experts got the work, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some funny shit yeah that was good uh, okay uh, also comment <laughs> sometimes with comments like that you're like I don't even know if this guy is just trolling or if he actually saw the right movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> also coming out this week is emancipation uh, is that how you say it emancipation thank you yep uh, Peter, a slave, flees a plantation in Louisiana after he 
was whipped within inch of his life. He has to outwit cold-blooded hunters and the unforgiving swamps of Louisiana on a torturous uh, journey north. This is where it will smit. No, never heard of that him. No. Uh, another movie that came out. Uh, four. Oh. oh. Can I say what it got? Yeah, go ahead. 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 57 on Metacritic. That's not great, to be honest, for all the buzz. No. Uh, for Samosas, when a wannabe rapper learns his ex-girlfriend is engaged to his rival, he teams up with three other misfits to steal her wedding diamonds and win her back. See, those things seem to go in the opposite direction, but, um... Yeah... Yeah, it's got, uh, it's actually 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic, so pretty decent scores, honestly, starring Ravi Kapoor and Summer Bishil. Here's a A24 movie that has gotten the scores all over. Uh, it's uh, The Eternal Daughter with uh, Tilda Swinton. I love Tilda Swinton. Okay. Returning to a hotel now haunted by its mysterious past, an artist and her elderly mother confront long buried secrets in their former family home. This has 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 94 on, on Rotten Tomatoes, 79 on Metacritic, and then 50% of Google users like this movie. That is all over. Yeah, it is. Uh, spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, what are you going to spoil? No, that's the name of the movie. Writer Michael oh. Azialo embarks on a <laughs> roller coaster ride of emotions when his partner gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. Uh, directed by Mar Michael Showalter, uh, 5.1 mm -hmm. out of 10 on NB, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic. It's got Jim Parsons uh, Sally F and Sally Fields. Mm. A documentary with a very, very long name called Lowndes County and the Road to Black Power. Black residents of Lowndes County, Alabama, face violence and dis discrimination as they fight against disfranchisement in the height of civil rights movement in the 1960s. 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. All right. Uh, reflections of a Broken Memory. Under the guidance of a clinical therapist, a detective leads a suspect into his unconscious to look on, look to unlock the forgotten memories that caused him to lose touch with reality. Uh, I don't see any... I don't see any scores. Uh, yeah. No scores. Starring Sally Mulling and uh, Helen Udi. Not sure. Sure. Never heard of any of them. Yeah, I don't, I, I, it looks like it might be Swedish or something. It's hard to tell, but Sally Mulling, the O has dots over it. I'll just say that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what movie do you want to see the most? Jeez, uh, I, I guess... Violent Night looks pretty yeah. decent. Uh, spoiler alert also looked pretty good. That's probably my number two. Mm -hmm. 
I think I agree with both of them. Okay. So, what are we doing next week, Luke? News of the week, TV movies of the week, Cabinet of Curiosity episode 7, and another digital review of House Party. I remember House Party. Did not come out in the House 80s? Party. Yeah. It would like... come out all... I was just going to say who, that. Who were the guys... That already out? Wasn't that Kid in Play that did House Party? You remember Kid in Play? Not really. It was a rap group in, like, the 80s. The one guy had the huge, gigantic, tall hair that, like... He had it shaved on the side, but then it just went straight up for, like, three feet. No? Oh, no. Well, I'm going to find the House Party uh, com- commercial, and, and we can watch it in a second. How's that? Okay. Sound? Okay. That sounds amazing. All right. Uh, Jeremy, round? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess the first thing is the Liver King apology, because we talked about... We found out, like, right at the end of the show last week about the steroids, right? Yes. And, th- and then the apology came out... And that didn't seem to do him any favors at all, because... Definitely not. No. Mostly just the way he came about it. Even in the first, like, sentence, he was like, I'm rich, and I'm rich, but now I'm uh, not anonymous, or whatever it was. And it's like, he's already right. bragging in the first, like, 15 seconds of the video. Yeah. Yeah. It felt extremely weird. It felt very, fuck you guys, I don't really care about you. Uh, I, I don't, I think he, it was, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was more like, I'm just trying to, uh, save my own ass instead of like actually, actually apologizing for what I did wrong, which it's strange. He was like saying in the video, I didn't want 15 year old kids to hear that I was doing steroids and then end up going and doing steroids. Right. But it's like. What you're doing here by not telling them that they're that they uh, need steroids to actually get to that level, at least most people, I would say ninety nine point nine 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 whatever percent of people need would need to take steroids to get to that kind of physique. That's like mm-hmm. putting just as much like objectification of like the male of of a young man as like say. Uh, Sports Illustrated does to young females. You see what I'm saying? Like, because right. that body type is not necessarily attainable for everybody. So for him to lie about the steroids, that's like the biggest problem. Is like mm-hmm. uh, saying that it wasn't like actually just coming out on multiple co- podcasts and being like, "No, I definitely did it. Cause didn't do steroids." Because then, it, I don't know. It's it's it ruins the body image of young kids because they're like, how. how he did it without steroids. How can I not do it without steroids? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. PewDiePie's video about this was really good. I really liked that one. Yeah, there were so like many. In... Like, everybody and their sister made a video. Like, and right. the thing is, PewDiePie never makes reaction videos like that anymore. Like, yeah. unless he's doing it with, like, Cinnamon Toast Ken. So for him to do mm-hmm. it, like, it by himself is, that yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny trailer. Holy fuck. That looks bad. I somehow haven't seen that yet. I mean, I would assume I would have seen it on YouTube at some point, but I haven't seen it. it's bad. Alright, I'll have to check it out. Uh, I suppose. Like, he, he, he's, 
he's uh, going back to the past, and they have already said that his face will be <coughs> aged. Oh, I heard that. I, I, yeah, I heard about the right. de-aging. Um, I haven't. And yeah. it looks awful. It is it. He's going through a time machine in the movie, or it's just like it's in the past, like before Crystal Skull or something like that. Right. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's see what else. Another amazing trailer that I saw this week was Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Oh, that I don't even care about. Oh yeah. Who cares about Transformers amazing. anymore? I do. Do you? Okay. Uh, yeah, I care. I <laughs> uh, I guess so. It feels like after I don't know, <laughs> like the fourth one, people stop caring about Transformers to me. Yeah, that's because Mar Marky Mark destroyed the whole franchise. Right, I guess so. The two last one. Yeah. Um, let's see what the only other like there wasn't a lot going on on YouTube. I I looked over like to see if anything interesting. The only thing I thought was kind of uh interesting thing that's been happening on YouTube is when Crystal and Kyle do like their little yeah. update news updates either from the road or sometimes just like mm -hmm. from bed, like. Mm -hmm. Especially the the last one, yeah. That was they're just like interesting. The most they're like becoming like this YouTube news so power couple, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's so, it so is a, incredibly adorable, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just funny to see like them be so candid. I guess you know, like yeah. they, it's not like they they uh, even get like makeuped up or like put on night. Like they're in like pajamas and shit when they do these things. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think that's. It's refreshing because, like, you'd never see like a see Anderson Cooper do that kind of thing. You know what I mean? As a, as a news right. person. And the last trailer I want to talk two seconds about is the trailer for The Last of Us. Uh, it's getting me more and more hyped for The Last of Us. I really, really have to say that. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's the creator of Chernobyl. Chernobyl is one of the best uh, yeah everybody loved uh, that show yeah yeah i uh, i loved it i think i had it on my list as well i'm pretty sure it so, won yeah an award or two didn't it i would assume so oh yeah yeah chernobyl yeah. did yeah, yeah so it's very it's very nice to see some some respect coming to that all right the last trailer we're gonna watch is this one from 1990 house party okay. with rappers kid oh, yeah. and, kid and play Okay. Okay, give me a countdown. Cool. In three, two, one, play. Ooh, rapping. In my oh, yeah, okay. Now you yeah. remember? It's like uh, once yes. you saw the hair, yes. you're it, like. Yes. Yep. Oh, it's Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this movie. Did you hear anything about a party tonight? It's very 90s. <laughs> oh, it's so 90s. I don't think this new House Party movie is the same, but maybe it is. That would be fun. Yo, baby. Looking real good. Step off. Step off. <laughs> Kick it. Kick it. Oh, do you see that hair? So fucking 90s. Oh, so 90s. The hairdos in this are amazing. Like... Not just his, like, everybody's hair is, like, oh, pretty yeah. wild. 
I haven't seen this since the 90s. No, I, I saw it probably once in like somewhere in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were multiple of those. There wasn't just one movie. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure there was House Party 2 and maybe even 3. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. A blast from the past. Uh, what is also amazing is that this episode is uh, turning out to go to uh, the end. And now the end is near. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a house party four in 2000, by the way. Okay, let's wrap. Good for them. <laughs> let's wrap this house party. <laughs> yeah, this this house party needs to wrap. So I'm here to scat with my friend Luke. Don't that don't ever do the flu. don't ever do that again. <laughs> no, no, terrible. Uh, uh, the police are here to shut down the house party. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.